Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Praise the Lord. You are welcome to tonight's meeting. You know, the Life and Purpose Conference is the first ever conference we ep- like we held as a ministry. And um, the first one was in 2017. And ever since, it's been a great, great, great blessing. Amen. This was our first conference ever. Amen. It's okay. Please go back to our scripture. Amen. It looks like I've grown a little big now. Amen. So we want to thank God and I'm happy you are here. I believe you're going to hear certain things that will change your life. You believe so? All right. So we thank God for this great opportunity. Tonight, Pastor Kobe is here. Let's give it up for Pastor Kobe. Wow. You know, he just passed by. Just say, I'm coming for the conference. Amen. But tonight, going straight into our meeting, I want to begin to share with you on the theme of this year's Life and Purpose Conference, Living a Purposeful Life. Amen. Living a what? Purposeful life. Which means you, you are going to live a deliberate life, a more deliberate life. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we ask that you speak to us tonight. And bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All of you watching online, you're welcome. Um, stay on and I believe your life will never be the same. Amen. All right. Now, the whole world is in chaos. How many of you know that? Yeah. The whole world is in what? A big chaos. And there's no safety anywhere. Everything is just all over, messed up. I was reading something online and I I was shocked. 42,000 youth in Ghana between the ages of 18 and 24 have HIV. That's the kind of Ghana we are in. 18 and 24. We've not even spoken about 30, 35. So, as people go around messing up, as someone has found a lady, a cheap lady on Instagram or Facebook, what you don't know is you've actually found HIV. That's the kind of world we're living now many young people you know on saturday after our outreach we went to visit someone in teshe teshe is a suburb of accra our international audience amen this is an international church you know that good that's why i try to interpret every three word and every so you never know who get hold of this message anyway right good and i saw this guy holding a bottle called and they had written on the bottle adunko yeah so he came to pass and he was coming back again and he had this brownish concoction which he kept shaking and i told my mother i said look at what the guy is holding it's a deadly liquid <laughs> very deadly so I told my mom, look at this guy. He has something poisonous. Many people are drinking things that are killing them. Almost most of them. You see, sometimes when you see the Okada drivers, it's like suddenly they don't love their lives. 
But there is no everybody who has a motorbike that has is an Okada man. You know, one time I was driving, <laughs> Mr. Timothy. Oh, my dress is found. And I'm a take And one guy by the road, he saw me and said, Are you the Uber? I said, Do, do I look like an Uber man? I mean, I don't mean to say it's, it's a bad thing. <laughs> But I'm just trying to clarify the point. It's not everybody that you see driving a Picanto or on a, a bike that is Okada or Uber, right? Uh-huh. You may just fall into trouble if you are not careful. Amen. But you when you see these Okada boy guys, they raise their bike. They have this thing they put in the bike. It makes some noise. They, they ride the bike anyhow. Sometimes it's not their fault. A lot of them are drinking things. Often, they have bottles. You see Rush Energy, energy Drink. Five Star Energy Drink. What? Fanta. It's not Fanta. A lot of people are hooked on to addictions they cannot leave. Yeah. Serious addictions. A lot of guys are dying in pornography. I'm talking about living a purpose for life. Many people are out of purpose. Our youth is so sad. I mean, we are all youth. <laughs> but Satan is eating, especially in this generation. When we're growing up, we were more serious with school so you had often you had discussions like don't get it wrong what i'm saying is a very important thing in a community you will have all the children if there were 100 children you have like 80 percent 90 percent going to school going to shs when they normally there'll be a community basketball court when we, when we all come back we all go and say which school do you go this one says i go to Adisa, this one I went to, I'm in fans film, and you know, we used to write letters. Can't you see that now all the youth are riding Okada? No, don't you see it? It's not like what it used to be anymore. Sadie's like, every young guy has Okada, every young guy has, um, is, is some way, somehow, a fraudster. Like, what is happening? No, you just open your eye a little. I'm telling you, the youth are being eaten off. There's no future. If, our, if Satan keeps holding us like this, where lies our future? You know, now you, you hardly even find a park that children are playing. If you go to a park on a Saturday afternoon, I'm telling you, you won't find anybody playing soccer. But it wasn't like that when we were going. No, what I'm saying am I lying? When we're going, every park you see, you find 14, 15, 16, 17, 20, 21 playing soccer. Now, Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon, all the guys, instead of playing soccer, they are betting. Yeah. Satan is eating the core of our society. It's taking purpose away. The lives of people are beginning to serve for the wrong purpose. People are not growing up with aspirations anymore. People are not growing up with ambitions anymore. People can't even dream anymore. You, you see, as a pastor, I interact with people. I ask someone, what do you want to do? They say, I want to go, I want to do nursing. And it's like suddenly the person that is like, you want to do nursing. Why don't you just go and do degree nursing? It's like, oh, I want to do, I want to go to nursing school. I'm not saying nursing school is, is bad. But if you have the chance to do a degree, which obviously one day at a point you will have to do, why don't you just go straight? But what is it? The problem is that people can't even dream anymore. Am I in church? All our youth. 19 18 19 you go listen there's a pub just in this corner i drive a lot at night yeah i'm telling you it's sad 
It's sad. It's pathetic in this, our country. Just drive. I mean, one time it was just 9.30. I was coming and prostitutes, had, young ladies had already started forming up. 9.30. Just around the Musuku runabout. If you drive to that pub 1 a.m., you would think it's a whole underground world on its own. You've been there. We've been there so many times. Anytime we do blood sprinkling, the whole of last week, Wednesday to Friday, I was preaching for a friend about it. We will drive through and you will see them in their numbers. What is happening? Are these not the very people who are supposed to be the ministers of state? Are these not the same people who are supposed to become presidents? Are these not the same people who are supposed to become the pastors? Are these not the same people who are supposed to become what? The prophets and the evangelists. You will see young. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. I can tell you, some of the girls there, I don't think some of them are even 15 years. Some of them, their breasts have not even formed well. Oh yeah. It's so pathetic. No purpose. They wake up, no aim, no vision, no nothing. It says, we have, to, we have to hustle. We have to live. God did not create any of us to come and hustle. No, it's not true. God never created a human being to hustle. Oh yes, and I'll shock you in this conference. If you find your purpose, you see, there's, there are two types of hustling. We all, I work very hard, all right? And everybody in this church works hard. Everybody I work with works hard. If you are with me, you will know that you, everybody is a hard worker. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when we come to church, we finish praying, everything. Wednesday, everybody is gone. We stay. We pray all through. Move out. Sprinkle blood. Pray on the junctions. Come back. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., we are here. So then come and see us in the uh, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's when we are eating Friday. And we sleep in the church. Go and come back. I was talking to my wife the other day. We saw some people sitting down chatting. And I said, hey, it's been a long time since I, I had 30 minutes to spare. To sit down and not have anything useful to do. When we went, you know, we were visiting someone. We had just like one hour. We had to eat and just quickly go back. So when we went to the restaurant, the people were sitting there just looking into the sky. And my wife said, people have time to waste. Wow. And it occurred to me, like, right now, suddenly, you said, there's no time to even spare, like, 30 minutes. Say, oh, I'm there. I'm not doing anything. Every 30 minutes is useful. But I'm telling you, many people think that hustling is the norm of life. Hustling. God did not create anybody to hustle. God did not create you to come and struggle. The people who created the organ, did they create the organ that the organ will struggle to play? As organ, if you do what it has, if you connect everything, once you press it, it will play. That's what it's been created for. You were created for a purpose. Say, I was created for a purpose. Oh, yeah. Malo zeke teke bako seke maya. Gambling, indiscriminate sex, multiple partners. Many young ladies, they have a guy who buys credit, they have a guy who rents, they have a guy who, uh, they actually have a guy who only has sex with them. Because apparently the one who pays the money is not good in bed. So, that one is paying, buying the best sheet. One is laying the best sheet. I in church. Yeah. Many places, people can leave their phone down. Like relationship. Then one guy said he bought his girlfriend a phone on a birthday and sent the phone to the girlfriend. Okay. But when he sent it, he told the delivery guy. Tell the guy, tell the girl that 
her boyfriend sent the phone. You don't get it. The guy bought an iPhone and sent it to her girlfriend, but did not write his name on the thing. And told the delivery guy, when you go tell her that her boyfriend, but the guy, the girl can't tell who sent the phone because she has about five boyfriends. So she has received the phone and she's talking to this guy and she can't say, I got a phone from, because she doesn't know which of the five. Which of the five? All these are true stories. I'm telling you. You say you found a girlfriend. Ah, I'm sorry, brother. You've not found a girlfriend. You know Asanka local. It is the latest Asanka local that you have found. Armed robbery. Many people are into armed robbery. He's a nice guy walking. But in the night, he's an, he's an armed robber. In a, in, a, in a suburb where our church is in Kumasi, they call the police Bomso. And in Bomso, the, the youth are known for armed robbery. Yeah, they will stab you right now. They take your phone. Yeah, one time, I, I used to live in that suburb. One time, Mamadri, when we were student, Mamadri came to visit me. And I said, come, hurry up, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then she kept delaying. When we stepped out of the hostel, one guy, an MB, MPhil guy, he was doing his thesis. The guy was just moving. Then suddenly two guys came on him at the gate, just by the church. They, they wanted to take his laptop, but the guy said no, because that was all his life. I mean, if he gives it to them, <laughs> his thesis is gone. He struggled with them. And myself and Mama, we ran back. If I mean, I didn't even enter the house. I ran past the house, jumped into another house. When I, that's when I knew adrenaline is really powerful. Because when I entered, I saw bulldogs. That house, they have bulldogs. This doberman. I just brushed them. So later, when I hopped off, and they, they could sense the adrenaline, so they, cried. they couldn't come close to me. They said, Me, my world cross him. <laughs> So when I hopped off, that's when I said, ah, what happened? How did I? Because a gun is chasing me, you know. And then when we got back, we saw bullets on the floor. Yeah. Young guys like us who want to take our laptops. My own age mate wants to now take my laptop. That's the kind of life. So, it's it's sad now this is the world most people in the world don't know how to live with their lives oh yeah you'll be shocked if you ask 10 people nine out of eight out of nine won't have any sensible to, to tell you about what they really want to do with their life you can ask somebody something and say oh, then i'll be sorry what today i went to the cobbler to do my shoe and i sat with the guy He's very good. So I asked him, what do you want to do? Do you know how to do shoes? Because I told him the shoe you are working on is locally made. It's nice. He said he, said he doesn't want to do shoes. What does he want? He says he wants to travel. Ah! Travel for what? He says he be going hand money and then lie. Meanwhile, the guy is very good. Old. So I just wanted, okay, which country do you want to go to? Scotland. At least with a camera can be people a place you can go. This is visionless. No vision. Scotland, what are you going to do? You, you are here. You can't even speak English. You Scotland, their English is not like even ours. So an, an Englishman, when you hear a proper Scottish man, you won't even hear what he's saying. Their English is one like the baddest in the UK. You won't hear. And you want to go to Scotland. Scotland is very cold. No, no vision like. He doesn't understand. He just said the country Scotland. Then later he said Switzerland. That's asked him why. He said because America, someone can shoot you. No vision. Now this is the world. When you come to church, it's even more dangerous. Because in the church, you find what we call neutral people. 
They think they are purposeful, but they are not. Do you get it? Yeah. They, they won't fornicate. They, too, they won't pray. They, they won't smoke. They, too, they won't read their Bible. Neutral gear. If you have a car, just put your gear neutral and press and see. Vroom, vroom. On one on call, they didn't come on it. So the car can't move. It can't go on drive. It can't go on reverse. It's just they're doing vroom, vroom, burning fuel. That is what we have in church. Am I in church? Not good, not bad. Me, I don't have a girlfriend. Me, I don't have a boyfriend. That's what they say. Oh, Papa, me, I'm for the Lord. Okay, you don't have a girl. You don't have a girlfriend. You don't have a but you can come to church. As if having a girlfriend is bad. It's not. I don't think it is. You see, it doesn't matter where you are. You must become a little deliberate about your life. When I say deliberate, what it means is in your lifetime, you must sit down and consider the reason why God created you. That is where success begins from. Sorry, begins. You must be able to sit down and consider who am I? Who is Mubarakota? Why was I created? Why am I on earth? What have I come here to fulfill? What is it that I'm expected to do in these 90 years that God has given me? You'll be shocked. God did not just create you to come and marry, go to school, go to Holy Child, no, go to which Martin de Porres, go to finish, go to Holy Child finish holy child, get a job, marry, have sex, give birth, your children grow, they all leave you. You begin to go to the hospital, they say you have arthritis, this, then, 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 then. when you are 85, they say go, uh, celebration of life. What kind of life is that? Your life can affect people in a positive way. God did not just create you to come and just walk around the earth. Come to services basic school. Go to Addis Adel College. If you go to Infants Spring Cry, what's your life? Go to Addis Adel, finish Addis Adel, get a job, buy three cars, build in a showman. What's next? That's an empty life. Buy a watch. Okay, you bought it, you want it. What's next? Buy a car. You've driven it. What's next? Marry. Some of you think when you marry, that's it. You are lying. Hey, that's why sex should never be. In fact, it's a good reason to marry because of sex. Because the Bible says that it's better to marry than to burn. But there should be purpose tied to marriage. Sex is just secondary. How much sex can you have? When you marry, your wife will be standing in front of you and say, get out of my face. Let me look in the mirror properly. Be tired. When I say this, a lot of people won't believe. But I pray for you. Very soon. Say, pastor, stop that nonsense. <laughs> you, you see. I tell you, you see. You say, I'm tired. You tell me, you are tired. And as for the women, most of them don't even like sex. Oh, yes. They say, oh, finish, do what you want to do. Oh, I thought we were all in love. I'm no more in love with you. <laughs> do what you have to do. So you marry. You see, Jesus is the cup that never runs dry. Not sex. Okay, you marry. You give birth. What's next? 
What's next? You build a house. You build another one. And another one. And another one. Then what's next? There's a purpose for which you were created. God created you for a what? A purpose. Hallelujah. Second Timothy one nine. Who had saved us? So first God did what? He saved you, you and I. So everything begins with salvation. Titus two eleven. We'll come back to this. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. So first, God saved us. You know, that's the first point of purpose. He, he has to save you first. He has to reach out to you. He has to touch you. He has to bring you in. He has to first what? Bring you in. We were far off. We were so alienated. I think of my life. So, so off. So off. So off. So off. How could I ever... How, how could me... How could God have ever saved me? But you see, his grace did reach out to me. Yeah. As a very bad person. Some of the things God has saved you from, you can never tell people. Do you know that? Some people pretend, oh, God saved me. I used to smoke and he's lying. The real thing now he did, no, he won't tell you. Yeah. Someone was confessing to another person of the things he used to do. As he was confessing, the person said, brother, you have wasted the blood of Jesus. He couldn't believe one guy came to the church and was confessing to the pastor. At a point, the pastor became uncomfortable and he said, open the door just in case. This is a safe place, but at a point, the pastor was doubting. If this guy is not safe, just in case. Bro, he was confessing how he murdered people and like suddenly the pastor said, Charlie, open the door for me just in case, should in case the thing come back. I can just run away. But he still saved us. Who has saved us? Oh, thank God for salvation. He saved us. So first point of purpose, you must be saved. No man can live a purposeful life if he's not truly saved. You must give, you must come to the place where your all and all is Christ. Jesus is the all and all in your life. And if you are watching us tonight and you are not saved, you must give your life to Jesus. Who has saved us and called us. So first he saves you. We're talking about purpose. You see, tomorrow we'll be dealing with a theme. Get thee out. You see, but you can't get out there if you don't know what purpose is. God told Abraham, get thee out. So there's a place you are, you must get out of it. So that you must start living a purposeful life. Listen, in purpose, you will never lack anything. Yeah. In purpose, your life does not depend on another man. Yeah. And called us. He called us. Called us with unholy calling. He called us with unholy calling. Hallelujah. He called us. He saved us first. And he called us. He called us. He said, Leticia, I'm calling you. Come. First, I'm calling you to be a Christian. So the call to be a Christian. I'm calling you. He said, Kofi, come. I'm calling you. Oh, he called us with a holy calling. A holy calling. Not a calling that can be changed. His calling is not dependent on what a man thinks. Men can fail you when they call you. Yes. I talked to a man 
who was a director in one of the public sectors. And this man, his friend was a president. He told me himself, his friend was a president. And he used to do favors for that president at that time. You get it? He used to do favors. He used to, they used to give contracts, do this, do that, you know, here and there. Then the political party that the, the, the president belonged to, that one of the party leaders lobbied and went to tell this and that and said, no, this man is not part of our party. This man is not this. This man is not that. And this, the man, what they do, they do roots. And roots is a very nice area to be in. Because we are always doing roots. And we can always inflate the prices. Hallelujah. Am I in church? So they lobbied around and they went to tell the president, look, this man is not part of us. Remove him. We have people who are part of us. Then they sent the one morning. This man went to, he went to work and they gave him a letter. You have been transferred to so, so, and so. Oh! So he told me that he got very, I mean, he was shocked. So later he went to, I mean, the president called him. He didn't even want to go. But he, he, out of respect, someone asked him to go. So he went and the president, the president said, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I like, I'm sorry. As well, I'm, I'm, the, the president didn't know. So he went and said, the president doesn't know anything. But I'm sorry. Before I realized they had done it. But tell me wherever you want to go again, I'll push you back there. I'm, a man's calling can fail. Oh, yeah. I have a daughter. She went for an interview. They said, we'll call you. We are believing they will call her. But man's call can delay. But he called you with a holy calling. He called you. Everybody here is called. If you are saved, you are called. Oh, I thought you said hallelujah. Amen. I'm showing your purpose. Oh. I'm showing your purpose. He called us. Pastor Kobe, thank God he called you and I. Thank God. Look at me. I was not a nice person at all. Yes. I've been, I've been with my wife for nine years before I married her. In fact, she's the only person I really know as a beloved or a wife, whatever. The first five years, I was not a nice person. Because I used to make her cry. Oh! I said, I'll call you. Then I'll forget to call her. Oh. Not nice at all. I'm telling you how Jesus can make your life nice. When we argue, I won't listen. If you're a guy, listen. Mm? Learn to say, mm, oh, okay. Yeah, we, wow, yeah, good. Wow, powerful, wow. <laughs> When women are talking, you see, don't try to help them. It's just by the way, you get it. Like when your wife says, oh, you know, today I went out and I saw this guy. Don't say, no, 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 you shouldn't do it. They say, oh, really? Yes. Wow, wow. You know, I've done that. So now my wife, I see. So when I'm doing say, you, you are bad. You are not listening to me. You are just saying yes. I say, oh, what do you want me to do? I didn't know that. I didn't know what was attention. Oh, I'll just be there, sir. I was a very Samway person. Very Samway. Samway. And when she's crying, I say, stop crying. Hey, stop crying. Let's talk about the issue. Oh, I didn't know how to give tissue. Now she can say, oh, you can, you can have tissue. But when I found Jesus, everything changed. Oh, became so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, A1. I'm telling you. A1. Now you're looking at me. I'm A1. <laughs> one, one birthday of my one time my wife had a birthday. And me had bought all the things I'll buy for her. Oh, I gave everything to her. In the morning, she was happy. Oh. Then she said, But I need a perfume. Then she mentioned the perfume. Huh? I said, this perfume is expensive. <laughs> but as I was going through my day, my awanistic instincts, it won't let me sleep. 
It won't let me. I see. I, I, I couldn't. Pastor Kobe. It wasn't easy. I'm telling you. I was feeling something. I said, I have to buy this lady the perfume. I drove to ANC. They said the perfume is finished. They said, I should go to I want perfume. I drove. When I went and they mentioned the price of the perfume, I said, hey. <laughs> this perfume is... But you know, I bought it. And in the evening, I gave the perfume. Oh! But you know, it is Christ that made me like that. Yeah. First, oh, one time my wife bought me, you know, my wife buys me watches. She bought me a watch and her bed and me, I didn't buy anything. Then she said, you, you didn't get me. I said, you two don't buy me anything. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I said, hey, don't buy me anything. Me too. Because my mind was some way. I'm telling you, Christ can shape you, your character, your attitude, your talking. It's all part of the calling. He can shape you up. You're talking. No, sometimes my wife would do something. And she herself, she would wonder, hey, if this was those days, Mubarak. Like this one, I won't get it for free. But I should be, I'll just be quiet. I'll be looking at her. I'll be quiet. Then I should be fighting with me that why am I quiet? I was just giving you a little. But that's how Christ can change your life can shape your life. So he called us into a place to live a life of purpose. Now, what are the three? In fact, there are three levels of callings. Romans 12.1 You know, in the Old Testament, we had this tabernacle. Okay? It was a place of worship. And you enter the outer court. <clears throat> Can you get us a picture of the old tabernacle? You have the outer court, the inner court, and uh, the outer court, the holy place, and the most holy place. That's how God calls us. First, you enter into the outer court. Then in the outer court, what happens? You are there. Then if you, as you, you go deeper, he takes you into the most holy place. Sorry, the holy place. Yeah, so in the outer court, you have the brazen altar. Then when you enter the most, the holy place, you have the lamp stand, the table of showbread, and the altar of incense. Good. Then you enter. Good. Then you enter the most holy place. So that's the holy, the most holy place. And it was in the most holy place that you had the Ark of the Covenant with the two cherubims overlaid over it. And the mercy seat was the table of stone. The law was in the Ark. Then the mercy seat was on it. Then you pour. Good. This is a perfect one. So this is the outer court. This is the brazen altar, the brazen lava. Then you enter, you have the lampstand, the shoe bread, the altar of incense. Then you enter, and this is the, the two, is the what? Is the ark. Now, that was where God came. The high priest will take the, the blood and enter the most holy place. And when he pours it, the, the presence of God, which is a Shekinah glory, it will appear. And that's where he will commune with the priests. So, the purpose of God is like that. He calls us first to be Christians. Then he calls us deeper into ministry. Then he calls us deeper again into purpose. Where now he gives you a specific assignment. So you see, you are saved, but you are not living purpose yet. You are saved, but you are neutral. So you are in church. Thank God at least now you come to church. Thank God, at least now you understand that, hey, you have to pay your tithe. Thank God, that at least now, this whole thing has become very real to you. But that is not the end. It is good, but it's not the end. Then you go deeper. Okay, now you are in church. You say, I'm going to do something. What can I do? I'm going to play the organ. But hey, your destiny is not organ. No. You are playing the organ 
But ultimately, there's a purpose. There's the end. There's the most holy place you must you must yet enter. So in Romans 12:1, he says, I, be, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. So there's a place where your body must go, not your money, your body. We live purpose with our bodies. We don't live purpose with our money. People send their money, but they ourselves, they never live purpose. You can do everything, but there's a place where you yourself must come on the altar. At the, at the altar court, you see, you, 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 you are a sacrifice. They take you, they put you on the altar of sacrifice. And they, they slaughter you, but you will go inside again. Where you see the lampstand, the anointing will come upon you. But now, when the anointing comes at the outer court, at the, in, at the um, uh, holy place, what happens? The anointing must be used for service. You see, but you see, you, you, you can't do it till your blood is now being poured on, onto the presence of God. When now we cut you in the most holy place, now you are cut and your very blood. So you see, anybody who truly live a life of purpose is a dead person. Yeah. You can't ever. You see, I beseech you, brethren, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Like, the thing is very alive, but it is dying. Now, sensitive people cannot serve God. Have you seen a dead person? Lifeless. You hit him, he doesn't talk. You boot him. You see, put a dead man here, hits his leg, hits his head, cut him, he won't do anything. Because he's dead. A dead man is a dead man. So when you have people in church who you can't touch, you kick, you push, you say, hey, you touch my leg a bit too much. You, you pull their head and say, ah, my head is aching. Then they are not yet dead. They cannot be a living sacrifice. Present your bodies. When God needs you, you must come. You must present yourself. Prophet, you must bring yourself and say, here I am. <laughs> here I am. Your intellect, your will, your life, everything, you bring it on the altar. You pour it down. You say, here I am. That is how we begin. And many people can't do this. That's why many people cannot live out purpose. And that's why many people hustle because God did not create you to hustle. In purpose, there's no hustle. I have no hustle in my life. I don't hustle. What do I hustle for? Tell me. What will I ever hustle for? I wake up, I know I'm to preach. I come and preach. I wake up, I know I'm to do this. I go and do it. What else will be my hustle? No. No. What at all could have been my hustle in life? I, but you know what? I would have hustled big time if I had gone to Echo Bank. Because in Echo Bank, the anointing is not there to keep me. I'm kept by the anointing. I have a happy life. I can't count the number of people who are happy like I am. I'm a happy child. I have no, I have no sorrow. What will I be sorrow, sorrow for about? No worry. I don't worry about anything. No. What is my need? The last time I was thinking, I said, hey, God, you know, we have to pay an extra thousand dollars for our rent just about because we need them. We bought the instrument. Then the Holy Spirit said, ah, so why are you worried? You don't owe. You've paid two thousand already. No, they can't, he can't come and kick you out and say, eh, Odeka. Odeka. Okay, Medeka, Hena Medeka. Me mum na metuaoka. Before you say Jack, someone has said, Oh, I'll pay for that money. What will I worry about? I can trace all my happiness to my purpose. So present your bodies as a living sacrifice acceptable to god some of us we bring our bodies but it's not acceptable because the body that has been brought one leg is amputated hey one arm is cut off you can't bring yourself with conditions can you imagine you are going to marry and your wife says i love you pa we'll marry but every sunday i'll not be your wife <clears throat> think about it would that be a good marriage or your husband say 
I love you, but after 10 p.m. to next 10 a.m., we've disconnected our marriage. So as you are there having a nice time with your wife, 9.55, then a, a note will come and say, five minutes more to disconnection of marriage. But most of us, that's what we do. God, I love you, but you can't touch my finances. Lord, I love you, but my time is very important. Lord, I love you, but Charlie, I have these important things I do. I do these important things Sunday, 9 a.m. No. No. A life of purpose is a life of total abandonment. A life of putting your body, your everything on the altar. A life of what? Complete abandonment. Say complete abandonment. Verse 2. Now, verse 1 says that, and this is your reasonable exercise, which means that when you do this, this is how now you started pleasing God. I and be not conformed to this world. You see how we walk into purpose? By not being conformed to the world. The world has its standards. The world has its norms. The world has its way of doing things. The way the church does its things is different from the way the world does its things. It's so interesting. The world is so different from the church. The world is so different from the church. The church cannot be like the, the, the world. And often as a pastor, I don't know why people are like that. Everybody like, it's, it's like, you don't know me from anywhere. You pass, you see our church. You say, are you the pastor? Oh, me too. I'm a, you want to be my friend. So I begin to talk to you and they want to tell you what to do. It's interesting. Everybody that would ever get, it's like they, they want to correct you and teach you and show you. One man I met said, oh, you, you start your services 7 a.m. It's better. I'm like, what is wrong with this man? You don't know me from anywhere. You are trying to... You see, it's not the way you think. God does not think the way you think. This kind of Christianity, sitting in your room and reading your Bible, is different from a pastor's life. Oh. I find people like that very some way. Because it's different when you sit in your room and read your Bible and have revelation. Huh? And you want to, you see, that's what people do. That's when people begin to correct pastors. And because, you see, a pastor is not just someone who reads his Bible. Okay? Aside the fact that a pastor has to read his Bible, he has people to lead. He has demons to fight. He has people to lay hands on. And demons and territories to conquer. You know, do you know what it takes for someone... To go and stand at, uh, what's the name of the place we went? Ashalibotre Highways. And say, I bless this land. I neutralize every curse on this land. Do you know what it means to say things like that in an open space like that? To go to domain market. And as I stand by the, in the middle of the road, I lift my hand and I'm cursing demons. Do you know what it means? You, it's not just being a nice Christian. That gives you authority to do that. So taste what I've tasted and do what I'm doing. Then you will you, not be fit. I'd rather have a senior pastor who has had a church call me and say, I think you start your service at 7 a.m. Than you that you're a normal Christian ending your job, your World Bank job with your salary ending. You don't give me something to eat. You still want to correct me. Very spiritual people, they hardly correct you. Me, I can be with you. If I ever correct it, it means that I love you, pa. I'll just pray for you. Advice and I don't correct people easily and I don't advise them easily. Be not conformed to the things of this. So don't conform to the things of this world. That the world thinks that some people think that it's, it's, it's useless to be in church. Yeah. One time someone told me, okay, we wanted to buy a camera. A camera was $2,000. The person said, don't he said i'll buy you a camera but what the condition is that you stop the church and do a studio can you imagine yes like that's the condition of the person do a studio and preach from the studio 
$2,000 camera. So I should stop the church, stop laying hands on people, and do a studio. They said, don't invest in building. Don't buy a land. One time, I, I, the, the person called. I said, I'm driving to our church land. He said, no, I've told you, don't do that. I shouldn't buy land because it's a waste of money. Because his little economics and marketing taught him that now church is changing and only do so now you have to be online. But man of God, be wise. Don't conform to the things of this world. Rather be transformed. As I'm preaching to you, I'm renewing your mind. Many things the world thinks is is not. Many things that the world thinks that is is not. Many things that the world is thinking that should be is not. Rather, let your mind be renewed so you will enter the outer court and enter the holy place and enter the most holy place where your life can become meaningful. You know what? We must start turning around. You see, there's a good will of God. There's an acceptable will of God. And there's a perfect will of God. You may want to go and do your master's. You may want to go and do your PhD. It's good. But hey, it's not perfect. You may want to marry. You may want to relocate. It's good. But hey, it may not be perfect. You may force God. God will say, do it. But it may only be acceptable. God just accepted it. He said, we want a king. We want a king. We want a king. We want a king. Okay, God said, you want a king. I give you a king in my anger. He accepted it, but it was not his will. Then you come to a place and say, Lord, thy perfect will be done. That's the place Jesus came to say, not my will, O Lord. Not my will. But thy will be done. Can you stand and say, Lord, let your will be done? Lord, let your will be done. This is purpose. Tonight, I'm just introducing this whole thing. God has called us. I'm closing. I was explaining to you the, the calling. Is it 1 9? Sorry, 2 Timothy 1 9. Sorry. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works. Not according to our works. Not according to what you think you should do. Not according to what you feel is right. Not according to what looks right. Not according to your mindset. Not according to what is, is being dictated by the government. Not according to what is dictated by your circumstances. Not according to what it looks comfortable. But according to his own purpose. Which means that God created you with a purpose. And I've said it so many times. Your career is not your purpose. Career is often what we have because of the educational system. Yes. Somebody says, yes, in nursing school, and I'm to your allowance. When they say nursing school, many people stop going to nursing school. When they say teachers training, no allowance. Many people stop going to teachers training. Because brother, the guy is only at Atraku because at the end of the month, they will send him. They will give him this thing. You know, man of God, I would have been a captain in the military. Yeah. I would have been a captain. I did everything, got my everything. All I had to do was go and buy my stuff and go. But at, at that age, I suddenly asked, ah, can I can, can I reduce all my life to just when you're in the army is like Charlie? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. That's how it is. Oh. Can you imagine? If I'm a lecturer in Legon, a lecturer in UCC is not my boss. Oh. But if you are a captain in the army, every major in every army in this in this world is your boss. Yeah, that's the army is universal anyway. So a captain who meets a major in UK. Will salute the major, even in the UK. I mean, that's it. I asked my, can I live my life now? I said, no, I can't see my life wearing this uniform. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't have met Pastor Kobe, I wouldn't have met you. I'd have been drinking, smoking, womanizing. 
God forbid, but that's actually what would have happened. That's the life that Satan had planned as he was enticing me with that 4 million Ghana CDs a month. That was the salary that second lieutenants were taking. I would have been an army. Everybody was crying. Won't you go to the army? Won't you go to the army? I said, I won't go to the army. I won't go. Then I went to tech. Then I went to tech. You see, not according to my own works, but according to his purpose. Tonight, I just end here. There's a purpose for everybody. And tomorrow, we are going to look at how you can get out from where you are into that purpose. Because God told Abraham, said, get thee out. That is the command that God is giving Christ love. Everybody that you are here, you feel, no, I'm just doing try or lack. I'm just doing try and error. I'm just trying to find anything. Is it like which business is moving? Oh, which product is selling? Oh, what what is the best? What is what you see? Everybody is like, what is the best I can do? What is it? Is here and say it's like the market forces. What is being determined by which salary, which jobs pay pays more? Which bank is now paying? Like, no, no, don't live your life like that. It's too costly. Can you imagine as a pastor? pastor training you say hey which senior pastor pays the most they say hey pastor kobe's chair they actually they pay in dollars so me i'm not paying you i won't give you kobo <laughs> i won't give you shelly they say i'm going to pastor kobe's church no not according to your own works but according to the purpose of god god says this is christ's love you will stay in christ's love it is there that the manna will fall on you many years ago when we not many years ago a few years ago when we started our church actually these guys this one alfred stand up alfred and this guy we used to sit on the bench nanama as we are having church a powerful church by us by the guy by the legon park they will be playing worship power you could hear that this is the church Christ sound and i'll be there hallelujah you are welcome to today's service in the dust though one day as i was preaching i saw the three of them all of them you see that's how that was our church if you take my friend richmond out this was the church you see them one two three and jifadesh was my member so I didn't have to worry. Rain or shine should be there. But these people, one day as I was preaching, they tilted their head. I'm talking not according to our own works. They tilted their head. And I could see that they were, they were distracted by the song. They were rather focusing on the song. So you know what? I told them, hey, brother, turn your head. All of you, turn your head. Then they turned their head and said, you are not here because I want you here. What did I say? You are here because God wants you here. Do you know you'd not be a Christian if you had gone to that church? You know. And guess what? They, what I said, they didn't even hear me. So the next Sunday, they did not come to church. Oh, sad. They did not come. And only me and Jifa, we went. I preached everything. But then my, my father-in-law has also said that uh, I'll go and marry in Presby. So my wife should stop coming to my church. Yes. So my wife, to, my, my fiancé, then she stopped coming. Because Charlie, the man was making me hot. So only me and Jifa were there. We did everything. When we finished, we were going. I saw these three people. They, they were coming from the church. I want them not to go to. And I parked my car and said, hey, sit in the car. Think of, think of what your life would have been. You are doing devotion, designing devotion now. This guy, he's the one who does podcast divorce i'm telling you website look at how beautiful you are playing this guy didn't know how to play organ one day i called him i just poured oil on him they taught him organ once that is it look at how he's playing he hears the sound i asked him how do you play he doesn't even have an organ in there he says i hear the sound and it tells me press this and when i press it it sounds like what i hear he's playing with a gift look at this guy this guy one time this guy won't come to church after everything i'm even shocked today he can preach when i'm not around this is a preacher a preacher but you see they were trying to do it according to their own works but no 
Thank God you have a pastor who was firm enough to say, shift your head. Tonight, tonight I'm telling you, shift your head. Because if you shift your head, one day we'll be in our 50,000 seater auditorium. And I'll use you as an example like I'm using them. Put your hand on your chest. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.